Hey, how y'all doing? We're going to be in Genesis chapter 12 for most of our time uh, for this quick video. Um, here's what stood out from the reading for today. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, the Lord said to Abraham, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Now, just stop there for just a second. Think about it. God calls you. God calls me. He looks at us and says, I want you to get up, and I want you to leave everything that you know, and I want you to go. And then he says, I want you to go out, go out from this land, your relatives, everyone here, I want you to go. But it's not just this, it's not a statement or a command to get out of here. It's actually an invitation to come with. It's not just go out, but it's come with. Look at it again. It says, go out from your land, your relatives, your father's house to the land I will show you. Isn't that what Jesus did for his first two disciples? He looked at Simon and Andrew who were working. They're mending their nets after having stayed up all night and worked. Um, as fishermen, he walks up to them and says, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. He doesn't tell them where they're going to go. He just says, follow me. It's the same thing that God does here for Abram. He looks at Abram and says, I want you to get up. I want you to go to the place that I will show you. And friends, we have to be okay. When God says go, do we trust him enough to get up and to go? But are we also in intimate relationship with him that we want to walk with him? We want to abide and remain in him to go with him no matter what. See, that's the one thing that Abram's told to do. God looks at Abram and says, get up and go, and I'm going to show you where to go. But then look at everything else that God says he's going to do. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse anyone who treats you with contempt, and all peoples on earth, all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Did you see everything that God says, and this is what I will do? Remember, look at it. The invitation. Get up, come with me, and I'm going to show you where I want you to go. And when you do that, I will do all of these things. Friends, that's the same thing that happens for us. He called us. The Father drew us to the Son. The Holy Spirit convicted us of sin, and we were invited to follow Jesus, to become a follower and disciple of Christ. And when we said yes, we counted the cost, we looked at everything because he wooed us into relationship, and we said yes, salvation was given to us, and now we walk with God, and then God's the one who says, and I'm going to continue to do these things. I'm going to continue to care for you, provide for you, and we, but we got to remember, we need to look at that, those promises as how God defines them. He's going to continue to grow us. He's going to comfort us, but for God to comfort us, doesn't that mean that we have to go through times of where, where things are uncomfortable? We go through times of crisis, and he's going to step in and be faithful. All these things, we, we have it in our minds how it's supposed to be, and a lot of the way that we define things is how comfortable will I be in the process? And yet God's saying, I need you to trust me as we go. But it really all started with, it starts with God. God invites, just like he did Abraham, he invites us. And he sends them out just like he sends us out. And he provides along the way that we're with him each step of the way. It's all God's grace. This is God's grace. And the promises of God are based upon his grace, not on our character, but on his grace. When you look at the difference here in chapter 11, uh, the people that they're building the Tower of Babel, notice what they say in verse 4. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves. They started with themselves, and God scattered the people, gave them all different bunch of languages, and, and scattered them across the planet. Here, they started with themselves. But in chapter 12, look at one of the promises that God says, I will bless you. I will make your name great. They wanted to make a name for themselves in chapter 11, and God scattered them. 
Here, God says, you come with me, Abram. I'll make your name great. There's a temptation for a lot of pastors and ministry leaders and Christians that we want to make an impact. We want to build something for God. And a lot of times our ego can get in the way. And I just know this from personal experience. And it's been about, I don't know, six, seven years now that uh, before that, and it wasn't like anyone forced me into this. It wasn't I was part of a ministry that this is what you have to do. This is just me. Just trying to build a name for myself and get to speak all over. And if I can speak at that conference or if I can be called and be a, be a quote unquote expert on how to build a ministry. And it's just such a waste. Because really it's just trying to build up a kingdom that's about my name. But if I just do one thing, just simply get up and go where God tells me to go. Just simply walk with him. In other words, if I just abide in God, if I just abide in Jesus, and I just love Jesus, I just love him so much, and I want to follow him, and I want to do what he says, I want to obey him, because abiding and obedience go together. To abide is to be in this constant state of being with God. Not just a quiet time and not just a worship service, but constantly with him. If that's what I'm about, if I just do that one thing, that means I'm going to love my wife well, I'm going to love my boys well. Um, yes, well, and there'll be struggles as I work with people, and I... And, and, and I and I try to do the things that God wants me to do. There's this battle in me that sometimes I want to disobey God. And even Romans chapter 7 brings it up. But we got to remember, friends, if I do what Jesus says, I'll love Kelly well. I'll love the boys well. I'll love our church family well. Um, I'll love people well. I'll go make disciples because I'm simply doing what Jesus says to do. Just one thing. And I don't have to worry about the legacy. And I don't have to worry about if I'm making an impact. Just do the things that Jesus has said to do. Just simply learn to walk with him. And I feel like we live in a culture that's always about the biggest stuff. Get the, when you, you know you, you've been effective when something is big. And you look at Jesus' ministry, and there were times where he did ministry with the multitudes. But there's so many more recorded instances where Jesus did things with the one. And all of us can do the ministry with the one. So what if we just simply, like our mission statement says for our church community, just love God. Just love them with everything you got. And then love people, because that's the first and second greatest commandments. And then the commission, the mission that he's given to us is to go make disciples. So to love God, love people, and then make disciples who make disciple makers. Let's just do that. And all of us can do that. And so, friends, I just want to encourage you that God is the one who invites and calls us. It's by his grace. He's the one that provides everything along the way by his grace. He's invited us to simply walk and obey and trust him along the way. Friends, he knows what he's doing and he knows where he's taking us. So I hope this is an encouragement. I hope it's a challenge as we continue to walk with Jesus, learn to abide in him. Friends, I love you more than you know. Hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll see you later.